If your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes have not changed. But one word from you will silence me forever. If, however, your feelings have changed, I would have to tell you. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love and love I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Ron Potatoes, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen already, but at least one of us haven't. My name is Scott, and I'm here with my three best friends. What are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> this movie. Oh. And, and who are you? I'm Jake. Oh. He, he didn't ask who I was. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> he did say, he said, oh, who are you, you say... and what are you doing? Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed that part. Yeah. So how about you listen to our good friend, Scott, new friend, Jake. It was a little jarring <laughs> to, to Jake's uh, point. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Tyler, and uh, I am apparently just beating up Jake today. Yeah, that's always fun. I'm Zach. I don't think I'm beating you up. I Have I been it. beating you up? No, not that I've heard. I don't think so. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I don't, have I been beating you up? Uh, well, in something that we didn't record, you looked right at me and called me an eye-filled potato. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, so this is our second time recording the opening of this episode, because the first time there was no card inside, so we didn't record it. So the first time I opened up by brutally calling them names, and this time I called them my best friends. He said something, some pretty racist stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was, thank God it wasn't recorded. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I kept hitting the buzzer to like bleep things out. It was rough. Mm. But you don't have the buzzer control anymore. I, I have to lean across. It's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we are reviewing uh, Pride and Prejudice. I'm sure if you know, you know, kind of a thing based on the audio, because it seems like this movie has stellar fans or people who have never seen it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I nominated Pride and Prejudice because uh, it's Carla's favorite movie. And it's a movie that I I think is good. And I think there are a lot of good things about it. Um, But I think it's probably more well known in book form than it is in movie form. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think it's a, maybe a little bit, uh, slow paced at times, but all in all, I think it's enjoyable. And, uh, who was the late bloomer on this one? I had never seen it. Okay. Just, just you, Jake, Zach, you, I'd seen it. You'd seen it. I'd seen it. You had seen it, Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before we get to the other guys, uh, thoughts and, and before we get to yours, Jake, let's, uh, let's do a little bit of just the facts. Yeah, so this was directed by Joe Wright and written by Deborah Mogech and Jane Austen. That, we, was, that was the best I could do. We I, looked up how to pronounce that name, and you still did it a new wrong way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> how, do, how do you say it? I'm gonna, no, if you're going to put me on the spot, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mogech. Okay. Wait, hold on. So I'm confused on how writing credits for movies work. So Jane Austen just gets it because she wrote Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's how we're, how whoever entered this entered this because it depends. They don't Uh. get a, they don't get a screenplay credit, but they do get a story by credit. Interesting. 
Okay. Yeah. I think Zach filled in all these ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this released November 23rd, 2005. It has a runtime of 129 minutes. The other guys gave it an 86%. IMDb gave it a 7.8. Had a box office of 121 million on a $28 million budget. So it's a 4.3 times re- return on there. Didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for four. Uh, for Best Actress for Keira Knightley, uh, Best Set Decoration, Best Costume Design, and Best Original Music. So, uh, Scott, you had seen this movie before. Yeah. Uh, what did you think watching it through with a fresh pair of eyes? I think I actually... So I've, I've seen this movie now like two and a half times. The very first time I was uh, trying to watch it was close to when it first came out, and I only got like halfway through, and I was like done with it a little bit. Um, and I just never finished it. Uh, the second time was maybe two years ago when I first started dating, dating Carla, uh, we watched it and I thought it was like decent, but I wasn't like wowed by it or anything. Um, and then this time watching it, I actually liked it a lot more and I noticed a lot of things that I wouldn't have picked up on before because I wasn't doing this podcast yet. So yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Zach, what about you? Um, I liked it too. I, I like this movie quite a bit. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good story. Um, I enjoy these kind of period pieces like set in, in I guess, um, the UK around this time. Um, I think the acting is good. I think it's just like overall a solid movie and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I had seen this once before when I was, I don't know, probably 16 or 17 um, with a girlfriend at the time and uh, felt like super dragged into it hated it the whole time. I actually really hate this period of story, to be honest with you. Like, I really don't like high Victorian or like whatever this is. Like, <laughs> like whatever we, the hell we, this we is. seem to, we seem to be of like different minds about what time period this came out <laughs> in, but, but, uh, whatever era this is i hate and and especially in britain like gosford park is probably like that's like the biggest joke in my family to bring up a movie of being the worst movie of all time i don't even know what that movie is i've never heard of it it was a movie a british movie set in that in the same time period that won like uh it, it swept the Oscars that year. Oh, really? Uh, but like that or like Downton Abbey or anything like I just hate. How come? Uh, I don't know. I think I just personally care. So I care a lot about history and I care so little about this time period and this locale of history uh-huh. that like I just get turned off. Um, and Scott nominated this and I went into drug my feet into watching this because I hate this movie. I hate these movies and I absolutely loved it. Mm. Oh, wow. I thought it was incredible watching it with fresh eyes. Uh, it took me about 30 minutes, I think to get over some of my like, uh, preconceived notions and hangups. Um, but I thought the story, obviously it's Jane Austen's story. I have read, not all of, but much of Pride and Prejudice. I, I didn't finish it. It's not my favorite story, but it's a well-told story. Um, I think the acting was fantastic, and I was really caught off guard by how good the cinematography was in this movie. It that, was really... That was the thing I noticed a ton of in this watch-through. Wildly watch through. Yeah. impressive. Do you like, want to, oh. Super underrated. Uh, 
So anyway, Jake, th- those are my thoughts watching it through this time. You are a late bloomer. It sounded like you had a fact. Do you want to lead that into your... No, I was just going to say, uh, but I'll, I'll get to my whole thing and then I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. Um, I, I'd never seen this before, which is surprising because my oldest sister, I think, really likes this movie. I know she loves Pride and Prejudice, uh, the book, and she's like a big Jane Austen fan, but I somehow managed to avoid watching this my whole life. Uh, and I think I'm with you, Tyler, that I don't think this is a very interesting time and I don't I don't I, I had a hard time getting it getting into that uh I really didn't like about the first two-thirds of this movie I would say uh and specifically there were some things I didn't like like it's funny I don't think about the cinematography very much but there were some choices with some shots that I didn't like mm. honestly and, and it's funny that you really liked it like I did like do we really need a third long panning shot through the third ball of this movie you know, like, I don't care. Like, I, I didn't like that. There's also, I never like the round, like, circle around shot. And I do not think it had any place in this movie. I didn't even really like it in Avengers, if I'm honest. Um, and like, I, I don't think there's ever, I don't think there's ever a case to use it. It's it's disorienting and I don't like it. How do you feel um, about that, Scott? Some some Avengers slander. <laughs> and, and also I, some Michael Bay slander. I mean, how yeah. do you feel I about that? He's a bigger Michael Bay fan I'm, than I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Michael Bay stan, but like, I don't like that shot. I, I find it disorienting. I don't like it. I feel like there were a lot of like, and maybe I'm like, the, the only example that's coming to my mind right now is the conversation between Keira Knightley and her sister, like when they were like, had their heads under the blanket. But I feel like there were a lot of like fast cut conversations that were also very disorienting to me. And I didn't like, and I didn't, I didn't think I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I thought it was a weird choice. Uh, and also, I feel like with movies like this that are like adaptations of books, and I feel like they're probably trying to be very faithful. I don't know. I've not read the book, so I don't know if this is a faithful adaptation. But I feel like they're trying to like put like perfect quotations of the book in, mm-hmm. and then I feel like what what ends up happening is like you know these books are like they especially set in this time period they're very long winded, and we're trying to fit maybe five minutes of dialogue into four minutes of movie. And so we have very awkwardly paced conversations that I don't like. Yeah. For the record, I, I looked it up. The audio book is 10 hours long. Okay. So we're condensing 10 hours of yeah yeah everything. And so like I, I didn't because like this movie is like almost all conversation, you know. So and I, so like that it felt like the pacing of the conversations was really awkward to me. We're like, OK, I finished my sentence and now I'm racing to get my sentence out. Uh, you know, I didn't like that. Uh, I thought that Mr. Darcy was a really bad actor uh, or is just the most uncharming, uncharismatic character to ever be written in all of literature, which could be the case. I don't really know. Maybe he played the character well and Mr. Darcy is just super unlikable. That being said, I feel like, and I I didn't like any of the other characters really. Like I liked Elizabeth uh, uh, well enough. I thought Donald, Donald Sutherland was pretty chill. Didn't like anybody else, uh, you know? And so when the movie kind of, I feel like it kind of shifted gears towards the end and we were kind of focused on their reconciliation and they're coming back together between Darcy and Elizabeth. And I liked that, that last section of the movie better than I liked what came before it. But all in all, I didn't like the beginning, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. It's so funny. Uh, you talked about like, or joked about Donald Sutherland. Uh-huh. But I I'd owned that it took me probably half an hour to get over my like bad, the bad taste in my mouth going into this. Uh, but like for the first 30 minutes, I was like the only character that's in the least bit relatable to me in this is Donald Sutherland's character. 
most exemplified by most of the shots of him. He's not paying attention to what's happening <laughs> yeah. or he has no clue what's happening around him. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that's relatable, man. I, I don't want to pay attention to any of this. <laughs> like, you know, like all the girls being uh, like silly with each other and the mom being over the top about that getting married and the like men of interest being like super flat to me. I was like, Don Sutherland's all I've got right now. Yeah. And I, I, sorry, there was one more thing I wanted to say about what I didn't like about the movie, uh, which was, I didn't think that their romance really made sense. I don't like, I, I, I think that there was a compelling story of them coming back together, but their under their initial attraction. I don't understand. I think that again, there's nothing to like about Darcy at the beginning of the movie. And I think later, like he does these things, but like there was an initial attraction there. And that was, I think why she was hurt by Darcy anyways. Like, I think she liked him and then didn't like him, but I don't understand the attraction. Like I, there, I didn't think there was anything to be attracted to. He was just like a wet rag. So interesting <laughs> to that point, the biggest thing that I took away from watching this movie this time was that twilight literally just ripped off pride and prejudice. Because Edward was also made out of wood. It, it was the same, like, it was the exact same story. And I was like, oh my gosh, Twilight's just Pride and Prejudice. This is, this kind of sucks. But with glittery vampires. But with glittery vampires, relationships. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to rewatch Twilight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to know if I experience that. Yeah. I, I, I it's, it's teen, it's little tween uh, Pride and Prejudice. I guess that doesn't shock me. I do want to say that uh, Jake texted me. And was like, I'm 30 minutes into Pride and Prejudice and I already want to kill myself. Yeah, it got better from there, but I was pretty miserable. Like the first 30 minutes were probably the hardest And I me. said, like, look, I know that I've been a haven for you in the past, but like, I'm not going to tolerate any Pride and Prejudice slander. <laughs> right now. Any pride or prejudice around yeah. Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think about what I said then? Um... I mean, it sounds like I think part of it is that like I I do just genuinely enjoy movies that are set in this period. And so like I I like when a movie like I like when these kind of movies just kind of take their time and I, I like how slow it can kind of feel. I like the dialogue, even if it feels kind of maybe awkward or like I, I like that it kind of comes straight from the book. Um, and so it feels like a little bit more of like a preference. Like I just I don't mind it. I like existing in this time um and i i don't know if i can really tell you why but so like, you like it when i like really quickly after you're done start talking <laughs> i mean I, I do i don't like i don't I, like the pacing of that conversation it i don't know i mean i just didn't even think about that so it didn't bother me obviously it felt like if you know that i know you've seen that sketch uh and i think you should leave with tim robinson where the guy's like jamie taco keeps saying all my lines in the play and then jamie taco's like i can say the lines so fast that's kind of how I felt watching this. Okay. You know? I don't remember that sketch. Oh, it was pretty funny. But <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't feel that way in this. Yeah, I just, I never even had that thought. Um, and I don't know, there's something about the fact that Mr. Darcy isn't your typical, like, just heartthrob that's perfect in every way that I find a little compelling and that he's just mm-hmm. misunderstood. And I mean, he's not perfect. Like he is rude at the beginning of the movie. I, I think that and he, he made some mistakes is yeah. genuinely like a rude person. And he admits that he has a hard time. Like, I think he has social anxiety. And so like, well, actually I, and I don't know, maybe we want to, <laughs> no, I think this. it's fine to say, but I read that a lot of people think that he has Asperger's. Yeah. And I think that that like going back 
like recontextualizing with like, maybe this is a guy with Asperger's. I think that that at least takes away one of my bigger complaints about the right. movie, which is that I think that Mr. Darcy did a terrible job acting and maybe he doesn't, maybe that's just the character. So weird, uh, I guess like thing to admit, but I've actually also seen the 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice stalling, starring Colin Firth and Colin Firth like approaches Darcy like straight up like like rude like a little bit like a alpha male rude and this actor approaches him a lot more like yeah social anxiety like maybe a little bit beta like misunderstood you know kind yeah. of a thing and I think that's interesting that there are probably two fully legitimate ways to read this character and one of them is probably more compelling than the other. And I think that I, I did a little bit of research and I remember reading just some like uh, some reception to this movie that people were a little split on Kira Knightley. Um, and I think that people were uh, older audiences who are maybe a little more familiar with the book weren't as warm on her performance. Um, but that Matthew, whatever his name is, McFadden, yeah. Matthew McFadden, he was like pretty, uh, pretty like generally praised. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was, speaking of Keira Knightley, uh, apparently Joe Wright, the uh, director, wasn't sure about casting her because he thought she was too pretty. And then he met her and told her, no, you're fine. You can, you'll do. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think is crazy. I think Keira Knightley is pretty. Do you guys? I do. Yeah. I think she's beautiful. I think yeah, she's like, very beautiful. Yeah, like I don't understand the that happening. I will say this movie gave me really strong uh, early, um, what's her name? Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, oh yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Hel Helena Bonham Carter uh, vibes. There were a few shots where it showed her not that well lit. And it was like, wow, you look just like a young Helena Bonham Carter to yeah. me. Blew me away. Just like perfectly not pretty enough to play, <laughs> to play Elizabeth. <laughs> I think that I can see where you're coming from, where like their initial attraction maybe feels a little forced. I don't, I don't feel like I have an opinion to where I would agree or disagree, but I could see where, how you'd feel that way. But I feel like by the time that like, we're really in the thick of it, I, I just, I really like Darcy and I really like Lizzie so much that I'm just rooting for them. And like, I just want them to, to be together and I want them to win, I guess for like mm -hmm. lack of a better word. And so I'm, I'm bought in on their romance. I, I think I felt that. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think you would benefit from additional watches because I think I felt similarly the first, like the first time I didn't even get through the movie. And then the second time I was like, okay. And then the third time I really liked it. And I think part of it was like starting to like just get with the characters a little bit before I like realized what I was actually like partaking in. And that could be the case. Uh, but what I was going to say is I think I felt more that way in the last, you know, third of the movie, but yeah. I don't know that that for me excuses the first two thirds, mm. you know? Okay. I I think that Scott, I think you're I think I understand what you mean and and I do think you're right. I think that there is something to this story that we are thrown in the middle of a lot of like things have already been developed about them. Like mm -hmm. we're just supposed to like take on face a lot of elements of their character. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because we're just not conditioned to like most stories aren't that way. Like you're presented with a little bit of the character, then a little bit more is revealed a little bit more, a little bit more. And then there's an inciting incident. 
And this, it's like, these are the characters and immediate inciting incident. And it's sort of like, geez, all right, well. How do I catch up to what's how, happening? Yeah, and, and but it doesn't feel like, a, it doesn't feel exciting. It feels like they're just not giving me enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it could be, and maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe we'll, in several years, do a, a retrospective, and I'll say I really regret uh <laughs> saying I didn't like the first two thirds of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> you know? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I had to do that on air here. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> it, it happens. It was funny. You brought up a couple of the, the cinematography shots that like stood out to me as like excellent. Um, like when they're in the ballroom and they're going around through the different rooms in one long continuous shot. It was kind of cool the first time, oh. but I didn't need it again. They did it twice. Yeah, both times though, like I didn't realize it was happening. Like that's that's I was when like halfway they're the through best. before I realized. That's it, yeah. that's same, when those shots same. are the best. Is that you don't realize it's happening for a while. Yeah, I pretty much immediately I was like again. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't, and then I'm like almost done. I'm like, what? oh my gosh, how long of this was one shot? Why does that bother you? So it's much? just I don't know. It just <laughs> felt like a waste of my time. Like like we like we did it once. We did it once. It was cool. I everything that I got from the first one, like there was nothing added by the second one, you know? And like, I feel like they're like in a, in a time where I already feel like they're rushing to get out their lines. I'm like, why are we wasting time on this? You know? Interesting. Okay. From like a, a like I think a, they're trying to make you feel like you're there and you're walking through the, the doorways, I guess, but that's not really how I walk through parties. I don't like walk backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you understand the experience that they're, that and it comes across the other question it, it also i'm sorry real oh, sorry. quick jake scott you're right but it, it doesn't just do that because to jake's point in the in the first one it's a little bit more like you're walking through the party the second one is actually more like you're walking through the night like mm. it also advances mm-hmm. the progression of yeah time. it's like a time sequence yeah uh and that to me, like to use that same vehicle in two different ways is really exciting to me mm. and really uh, fascinating to treat the camera um, so fluidly throughout the movie. Because to your point, Jake, we do have a lot of um, like over the shoulder back and forths, which are really common like to do in film. We have a lot of like... Um, just static shots, which are again, really common, but like usually you're going to lean toward one or the other. And then we have a lot of these really dynamic moving shots, which typically you're only going to see in like action movies or like high, super heightened realism dramas like Birdman or, you know, uh, the drug movie we all hate. Oh, uh, Requiem, for a Requiem for a Dream. Oh, that one. You know, we all hate. Hey, you guys agree? No, I, I just, <laughs> I, it's just the move, the yeah. drug movie that we all hate on, yeah. uh, as a group collectively. Got it. Uh, so you only see those in those, and and to see them in a movie, in a romantic movie, and in, in essentially like what could have been just a throwaway chick flick is really exciting to me. It's it's approaching something that could be pedestrian with a lot of artistic intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um 
I, I'm not super sure if it's the same shot that you're talking about, but there is a shot, uh, a one in the first ball. Oh, so did you say a one Yeah, like That's a, a, okay, a one, one okay. shot, one, take. one continuous take, um, where it's, it's also kind of giving us glimpses of all the other characters and what's going on and the conversations that they're having. And I felt like that was a cool way to kind of develop some of these minor characters, like the younger sister crying to her dad that like no one was listening I to was her practicing piano. for a week. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it, I don't even think that's what it, her dad just said, stop playing the piano. I thought that was more an indictment on the dad than he nobody said was that. But then later we see her crying to her dad, like in the yeah. corner. She goes and hugs him. I thought she was crying because he said, stop doing this. I, he may have, but that is beside the point. Yeah, it's it more is. so that it's, it's like, it's developing these characters. We're getting glimpses of these secondary characters that like, that doesn't add well, anything to the movie, but I like that we see it. Except there was stuff that added to the movie. Like you see, Darcy walk past the mom talking about the money aspect of things, right? Which yeah. is what leads Darcy to make the decision down the road for Mr. Uh, Ling Bingham Bing Bingley, yeah, Bingley, uh, to not marry the sister. And so, like, there there was like plot points within the that shot as well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't advance the plot, I just felt like I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't a fan personally, but I also I want to say I'm not necessarily against the you know, back and forth shots. I just felt like it were really like, sometimes they're really rapid in a way that disoriented me, but maybe it was because I was already trying to keep up with the conversation. I felt was too fast and trying to figure out what's going on. So maybe it wasn't that bad. I don't know, but I have, Oh, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. I have one question about the camera and the shots. Why did we get so many close-ups of Darcy's hand? Was that like significant in the book? What was that? We had th- three, I think three. Uh, and they were each, I think shown because the first time, well, the first time we see it is when he's, uh, like raising her hand, like he's holding her hand and then it like cuts away to just, uh, him like reacting to that. Mm -hmm. And he reacts in such a way that makes her feel like he's repulsed by her. Uh, like he reacts away rather than like, like, oh man, like, like caressing his own hand kind of thing, like cherishing that, like he reacts away from it. Like, gosh, that was gross kind of a thing, which reinforces her opinion. And then later we see his hand again, uh, in a way that like reinforces that he, it's been desire for her this whole time. Wait, hold on. I I thought you said there were three. I did. Did you hand in the carriage? Reaction to that. Okay, that was later. two separate shots. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I like, like it too because it's like it's relaying information just through like body language. Like it's not we're not having to say things. Yeah. Yeah. And and there is a little bit of like there is something nice too. Like I know I'd said earlier, like I, I actually wasn't talking it down, but like admitting that like I had to like catch up to these characters you know, really fast. And I do think that this movie does a good job of keeping me like interested. And I have to keep thinking about what's really happening and Mm -hmm. what's the subtext there and what's, what's really happening when we're not seeing that person. And there's a lot of that that keeps me engaged. So I'm not like just having it spoon fed to me. Yeah, I think, like, um, I don't know that my issues were even with those. Like, I think my issue was that I felt like I I felt like I uh, spent the first little bit of the movie feeling disoriented. And totally. that, like, it, I'm not going to enjoy any movie. I'm not going to enjoy anything if I feel disoriented by it. Like, it's like, okay, like, like we're rushing through this. We're cutting it. And I just, I didn't, 
I found I felt disoriented. So maybe if I watched mm-hmm. it again, I knew what I was getting into. I would feel differently. I, I think that is the case. I remember my first time watching it. Like I was struggling to like, okay, is that her sister or is that her friend? Like just hard to like, oh, keep yeah. up with like who the characters were and like what what was actually happening with it. So I understand that as like a first watch experience. Um, but I I think having watched it now uh, an, an additional time, it was really good. And I will say too, like this is not a knock against the film at all, but it is a caveat that I would tell people is that this is a movie you absolutely must watch on subtitles. Oh yeah. Uh, I did. I watch most things on subtitles. Yeah. Now I don't like it, uh, but I had one. I I liked it for this. Yeah. A, a lot of like some British things. Uh, it, it <laughs> it's a little tough. It is sometimes. Yeah. Um, and and these this was a British film for sure. Yeah. But uh, how did you guys feel? Sorry, I'm going to change topics a little bit. Yeah. But uh, uh, about um, Dollar Store Orlando Bloom, because <laughs> I'll tell you what revelation I had while I was watching this movie. Uh, I didn't know that Orlando Bloom was not in Hitman. I thought that that <laughs> I, I thought Orlando Bloom played Agent Forty Seven, and then I looked at this guy, and I was like, "This guy looks really familiar to me." And I, I like obviously he looks like Orlando Bloom, but he's not Orlando Bloom. But I'm going to look up his IMDb, and I was like, "He played Agent Forty Seven? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> that, I yeah, I, th- I think you're alone in that one. <laughs> I well, don't, no, I don't I, think I've ever seen him and thought he looked like confused him with Orlando Bloom. I, I okay, no, I did watching this movie. Like I, I had to check the IMDb page to see if Orlando Bloom was in this movie. I haven't seen Hitman. Have you seen Hitman? I've seen like bits and pieces of Hitman. I've seen it. Uh, so like I haven't seen the whole thing, okay. but like I've been in the room when it was on, and I thought, oh, Orlando Bloom, Orlando- Hitman, huh? <laughs> and then like that was like that was just my thought, like for yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> I I think he does look, especially in Pride and Prejudice. I think he looks a lot like Orlando Bloom. Yeah. It's funny because I was trying to place him the whole time, but I never once thought he was Orlando Bloom. I didn't think in this movie, I didn't think he was Orlando Bloom, but I was like, wow, he looks like they tried to get Orlando Bloom, but they couldn't. <laughs> like, like this movie had a lot of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean vibes for me. Like, you know, Kira Knightley's playing a woman named Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> the bad guy from Pirates of the Caribbean 2 is her cousin with a really bad haircut. Dollar Store Orlando Bloom is in it. Uh, like a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. That's fair. It's the right period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what did you guys think about uh some of the like more side characters like especially mrs bennett the mom what did you guys think about her are we looking at me i didn't like her i already said i didn't like any of them <laughs> i just i figured you'd yeah. have a hot take yeah like i didn't like her at all i thought she was pretty terrible uh, like oh your friend she's a spinster in the making huh huh she's you got a really ugly friend did you know that did you know that your friend is ugly like she said that so much and then she's like oh my gosh your sister she's very plain and it's like this is your child i didn't like and she's like all right let me just get them all married off she's like oh i don't care that my sister ran away with it. my daughter ran away with a fiend but she didn't bring disgrace on the family so i'm gonna marry her to him i i didn't like her well, uh, she's a terrible person. Joe Wright said that she's the unsung heroine of this movie. Joe Wright is a little piece the of crap. Actor <laughs> the or director. The, the actor or the, the character? I think the character. Oh, okay. The character. Yeah, I didn't like her. I don't remember why he said that. I'm, that's what I'm trying to find right now. 
But uh, <laughs> I remember thinking that that was a hot take. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like her character. She's my least favorite part of the yeah. movie. Yeah, oh. for sure. She's so miserable. Actually, that's not true. The my Dame least, Judy Gench is probably my least favorite. I like her a lot, actually. You like? Do you think she did a good job, or you hate like you like the character? Both. I like to hate the character, but yeah. I think it's like a really good, strong character, and like d- like she was a good villain. Advances the plot. Like I mean, does a really good job. Like I yeah, I liked and but I yeah. also loved. Dame Judy Dench. Like, I think that sure, she was the villain. So like, I wasn't supposed to like her, but like, it was just like in, in a, in a movie where I felt like I didn't really like very many people. It's like, okay, there's just one more person to not like. That's fair. You know? Uh, but between her, my, my least favorite character above Mrs. Bennett, uh, was the, either the sister, which one, the, uh, the Bingley sister. Oh, I oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, Mr. Mary, Mary Morstan in Sherlock Holmes. I don't watch that. I don't. Kelly know. Riley. It was her oh, name was Carolyn yeah, yeah, yeah. Bingley. I thought. I'm sorry. My my. Uh, I thought you were talking about one of the um, Bennett sisters. Oh no no yeah. no no Bingley. I'm a little distracted sister. trying to figure out why Joe White said <laughs> it's okay. The the Bingley sister I absolutely hated, uh, and honestly the. Uh, all three of the little sisters I really didn't like. I mean, you're moving through most of the characters at this point. Well, I really liked Mr. Bingley. I really liked Darcy. I really liked the cousin. I you really liked, liked Elizabeth. Cousin? Yeah, I thought he was great. Like, oh. I mean, I didn't like he's not a guy I would want to hang out with, but I think it was a great character. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like him but i don't think you were supposed to like him i think yeah he, like yeah I don't, he also had just the, but i just i'm just trying yeah. to be clear when you said you liked him i'm trying to be clear about what i mean by that i think okay. that you're supposed to like maybe like sympathize for i him think you're supposed to feel bit. bad for him yeah, yeah. which yeah. i definitely did i liked him too and I, I felt really bad for him no he was trying he was coming in here trying to manipulate his position of power over this family into getting a marriage to one of his cousins yeah, like that was his MO. It didn't feel like manipulation. He was like, oh, he was well, overt about it. He was like, oh, well, I'm going to. Yeah, true. He was just like, I'm going to Lord. I'm going to become Lord of the estate. So maybe you should marry me I, and it'll be good for your family. I took it as like he. It's real. Yeah. Like uh, maybe also was kind of autistic. Like, like, didn't, oh, totally. Didn't have great like social cues and didn't know like the correct etiquette to use in that kind of situation. Because like, the mom's just like what about elizabeth he's like oh yeah sure like he just he seemed like just excited at the thought of just like being able to marry one just excited at the thought of being able to abuse his power to marry his cousin no here's here's yeah i don't i didn't take his abuse either because here's the flip side like he's really doing like a like ultimately like i mean he's getting something out of it to a certain extent but like he's pretty honest about like look this doesn't need to be like love like this is just like a um, marriage union that's mutually beneficial kind of a thing like allows you to be the woman of the house i need to get married so that my uh like whatever he calls her lady yeah catherine or whatever uh his patron accepts him and keeps giving him money and if he doesn't marry one of these girls then the whole family is going to get tossed out as soon as uh as the dad dies, as Mr. Bennett dies. But the and only, so it's like a, like the only reason they were going to get tossed out is because he was going to toss him out. Right. Uh, yeah. But it's, that's just what's going to like, he can't afford to not, if they're not like blood relatives kind of a thing. 
They are blood relatives. They're cousins. <laughs> yeah, but obviously not Same blood like enough to get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's acceptable. They're not. They're not nuclear family. I also think it was like a pretty common thing that happened at the time. It totally was. Yeah, I mean, looking at it from from uh, my modern perspective, I think he's not a very good guy personally. But I guess I don't have the context. But uh, also. I think he had one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, just from a personal, personal. How'd you opinion. feel about the costumes? I'm, they're fine, I guess. In general, I was super impressed by him. Yeah, I thought the costuming was really good. Not thought, as, not gangs in New York good, in my opinion, but perfectly. Well, there was just no shots where two gangs line up and one's wearing red, one's wearing blue, so. That's accurate. <laughs> You should have saved that dig for when we were talking about it. <laughs> I read it 7.1. It's fun. <laughs> I, like, um, like, I like that Scott's wearing this like, hey, I didn't there will be blood this. See, that's the key though. You gotta you gotta set yourself up to defend yourself down the road. That's that's a lesson, Jake, you you ought to learn. Are you you trying to get me to rate this movie higher? No. Right now? No, right. <laughs> I don't care what you rate this movie, to be honest. All right. <laughs> I just know that it's happened plenty of times before where you set yourself up, self up to get roasted harder down the line. And ah. Scott's like actively defending himself against few, uh, against further roast by taking one big roast in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. Probably not going to do it. I go big or go home. California You're state motto. Or what? <laughs> little known fact. That is our it's, motto. Yeah. Our state motto. D- ignore all the things that say that it's uh, something else. Eureka. <laughs> Eureka. That's our state motto. Maybe. <laughs> also, you're currently at home. So you're not going big. Maybe. <laughs> Listeners don't know that. Yeah, that's true. The, the tots don't know. You could be Now lying. they know. You could be lying. Yeah. Uh, we could pull the four of us right now and three of us could say that's not true. I'm going to geotag this podcast. <laughs> We're back in the trailer. We're back in <laughs> my parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in Vince Vaughn's trailer. We took it back on tour. <laughs> Wait, whose trailer was it? Was it Vince Vaughn's trailer? No. It's your parents. I don't remember. They sold that trailer, <laughs> yeah. by the way. We Aww. can't record in there anymore? They got a new trailer we can record in. Can we record in that oh, one? Sweet. Yeah, sure. Okay. My mom actually has hers set up in there. So, Oh, her podcast? <laughs> yeah, she does her <laughs> podcast in that trailer. So Nice. That adds some cool points that we don't have. What? A trailer? Yeah. I prefer uh, a building to record in. Really? Personally. I think I'd rather record in a trailer. I mean, I like, it's like it's like going camping, right? Like it's fun to do, but also I want to live the rest of my life in a house. Yeah, but I don't live the rest of my life in this podcast. Yeah. But I, what, <laughs> what I'm saying, it, 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 what I'm saying is that, you know, like if, if your life was the podcast, mm. you do a little camping vacation in the trailer, but the rest of it's here. Gotcha. I liked the energy we had in that trailer. I mean, we could do it again. I, I feel like we had some cool vibes. No, going. we can't do it again because that trailer is sold to me. Who'd they say? <laughs> oh, oh, so we can do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know where it is. That I was it's <laughs> oh, a bummer. Yeah. Are all of our servers in it? Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. They're just kind of rolling down a hill right now. <laughs> I'm pretty happy we don't talk about the servers <laughs> much anymore. I gotta be honest. I am too. I just felt like that was a good time. It was a, to... it was a good callback. <laughs> I liked it. How yeah. did you guys feel about the set deck? It was good. I liked it. 
I, I thought that was the one of the best parts of the movie. I think technically, like I, I echo everything Tyler said. I thought it was really good. I thought the cinematography was great. Um, I really liked the music. In music movie. was phenomenal. The I, thought, I know yeah. some of it was just Beethoven, but it was it's a, it was great. a lot of really nice classical piano. It was so good. And it's I just, actually, before I had seen this movie, I had that there that last. I think that we played here. I, that was in my study playlist in college. Yeah, like it's a lot of really nice music. Yeah. Like I feel like there was a lot of really great things to the movie, and then with the the soundtrack, it just made it super charming. Yeah, charm. I think charming is a good way to describe this movie. Mm-hmm. I just it, it's hard for me because charming is the last word I would use to describe Darcy. But he comes to be charming. Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, especially I in think, the last scene, I like, think his character speaks. That's what I like so much about this character is, is like his who he is. His character is uh, so respectable. And, like, I love that he is never trying to, like, lord it over anyone. Like, he, he doesn't want people to know, like, how generous and how thoughtful he is. And that just, like, really uh, charms me to him. And I think, too, to your point, Zach, uh, I think he becomes charming at, for us at the times that he becomes charming for Elizabeth. Like, I think mm-hmm. we're kind of in Elizabeth's eye a little bit. And that, like, he's super not charming up front. Yeah. And I, then the more we learn little things about him, how the actor then plays him the next time we see him is more charming than he was the last time. So the acting, I think like evolves, yeah. it, it really morphs throughout the, throughout the, the period of the film. I don't know if I agree, but maybe I read it wrong, but I think that Elizabeth found him attractive Almost immediately. But attractive and charming are different She did. Things. She found him attractive, but not charming. Like, they both had an initial uh, physical attraction to each other. Um, he lied about his, and she lied about hers. And then his, like, insult that he didn't know she heard, uh, like, that dig to his friend, it was really just, like, kind of how two friends would, like, ah, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it, because he has his own obligations. So when he says... Uh, she's not handsome enough to tempt me. We learn by the end of the film that that actually has like real implications because he could have a a family dispute over being attracted to someone else. Uh, And so like, she just doesn't recognize the fact that he's charming until later, but she thinks he's attractive. And, and she I even think, says to her sister, she was like, I could I could even overlook his pride if he hadn't wounded mine. Yeah, I mean, but to me, that means that she, I don't know. Like, to me, that means that she was, I mean, charmed and attracted by him initially. And that's where she I... She is. That, that's where it lost me. Because I was like, oh, well, he's the opposite of those things. And Maybe it just, you guys have different taste in men. That's probably true. Yeah, could That's be. probably true. Jake, I'm, I, I've been dying to ask you this whole time, but I wanted to wait for the appropriate moment. This feels like it while we're talking about their, their meeting moment. What did the Lord of the Dance feel about? You know, I think that this is a nice, good, good entry into like, because it's just, you do exactly what they tell you to do. It just seems like a good way to learn, like really rigid. And then you can move into something more free form later. So it seemed, seemed fine, you know? What what would Lord of the Dance have coached them on now? Like now that they're married, uh, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it on this podcast. We get <laughs> explicit tag. How about new Lord of the Dance? What would you What would you have coached them on? I'm not I'm not him anymore. Oh, did you bestow it back? Yeah, I think we did that on Pod. 
I think, think so. we did too. I yeah. thought Jake denied it and said he didn't. He wanted to take it back. He didn't want you to give it back. I don't think this is what I said. Oh, well you then I, like I, I said I want to take it back. Do you want to have a dance off? <laughs> dance off, <laughs> save the world. Does it have to be a clog off. Yeah, yes. we gotta. Yeah, we gotta get you a pair of clogs. Full clog. How so do we? I'll get one my, of you uh, gets the infinity clogs. One of you guys gets the clogs that clog eighty-eight <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> how do we measure like what's bet? Is it like how many fingers we've clogged off? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We just get a sea of people, and then we do our dance, and then we tally fingers. <laughs> I'm down. This sounds fun. Okay. Okay. I vote to not be there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want my fingers clogged by the dueling Lord of the Dance. Like, I assume in this scenario that he's going to inhabit each of you and then decide who is the worthy vessel. Interesting. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's get some cameras. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I've, Scott, you have to be there. You're the you're the keeper. You're the keeper. Of, yeah, that yeah. But I just go in front of him and let people know that things are happening. That's true. Oh, so you're That's gonna true. you're gonna. He's not really the keeper. He's the herald of the Lord. You're gonna gather our sea of, of fingers mm-hmm. and then okay. promptly exit. But I'm gonna let you guys leave before I get in there, right? Just in case there's extra clogging, right? Okay. Right. I don't want any of that uh, <laughs> instructional clogging, residual <laughs> clogging to happen. Like, hey, count those better. Instructional <laughs> clogging. On my oh, own. Got yeah. It. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That's fair. Um, how'd you guys feel about uh, Bingley and Darcy's relationship as like friends? I freaking loved it that was one of my favorite parts of the movie it was the moment that i was like i actually really love this movie Mm. was when uh bingley was pacing and practicing like storming back in with darcy Mm -hmm. that was the moment where i was like oh my gosh i actually really love this movie i don't think i've ever seen vulnerable friendship displayed like that in a movie before Mm. Yeah, I really liked their dynamic together. They seemed like they would be friends. Like, it was super believable to me. I was bought into their friendship. Um, And part of it, too, is just, like, they're so different in their, like, characters. And I have friends that are very different to me. Like, I think think of, like, me and you, Tyler. Um, And so, like, it was just, like, yeah, I was was charmed by their friendship, too. Yeah, I loved it. Um, And I also really enjoyed Lizzie's uh, friendship with... I think her name's Charlotte. I don't remember, but oh, the yeah. girl who eventually marries the cousin. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that relationship as well. Um, Jake. Oh, B- Bingley was one of the characters I did like actually. Oh, nice. Him. He, he seemed like a chill dude. I kind of forgot about him when I was giving my initial takes, but I liked him. And then by the end of the movie, when I started to like it more, I did like that scene you were talking about. Like I think, and maybe, maybe because I liked the last, you know, third of the movie, maybe I would like the whole thing if I watched it again, but. I can't forget. I can't forget the pain that Scott caused me. <laughs> and let's be honest. In part, you you connected with him a lot because he's a fellow Red-headed, ginger. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what pain did I cause you? You you the 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 long torment that you caused me by making me watch this movie. Oh, this this really good movie. <laughs> the long torment. <laughs> I didn't think a, so. <laughs> of a terrific film. Um. We talked a little bit about uh, fake Orlando Bloom. How did you guys feel like he did like in this movie? He tricked Ru- Rupert me. Rupert Friend. He tricked me. At the beginning, I was like, wow, he's the nice guy and Darcy's the jerk. And then, you know, he wasn't. So, he so did you're like the younger to. sister. And he fooled me. Yeah. Jake's well, the like younger Jenna sister. Malone. Yeah. The younger sister never saw through it. She married him. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't like him now. I mean, she probably didn't like him after they got married for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. No, I think I think Jake's Elizabeth in this in this. Scenario. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's yeah. Darcy? 
<laughs> you think Zach? Do <laughs> <laughs> we get married? Wait, I'm I'm a little confused about this. So Jake, <laughs> how handsome? Like Jake does not find me charming. No, Correct. no, no, no. Not, yeah, not years not ago initially. when we met. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but now well, we do. He secretly true? did, but then he got upset because you dissed him. Yeah. That sounds and like. And then he learned more about you. <laughs> it was okay. when it was when uh, we were we were placed on the same volleyball team in high school, and then you got really upset that we were on the same team, and then you're like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. and, you're like, he's and not then, handsome enough to be on my volleyball team. Yeah. And then Jake found out while doing research for Gossip Guy that he read an article that found out that you were uh, just have Aspergers. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he understood and he, he found you a lot more charming and endearing. So, uh, cause you started that podcast pretty recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a long time where you haven't liked me. Up until no, I, liked, I liked you. I was just, I'm deeply hurt <laughs> until then. Yeah. Until just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. He would have <laughs> forgiven your pride if you hadn't wounded his. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. Nice yeah. callback. So can you I do- be Mr. Peters? Yeah, you can, uh, okay. for sure. I, but I only do, when he's absolutely happy and pleased with you. So, like, right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to call him Mr. Peters. <laughs> Are you looking at me or <laughs> you? Right Either, way. Like, Either way. I'm calling myself Mr. Peters, apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> I will say that you were one of the few on the volleyball team that I did enjoy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have, I, I, ever, have I ever told you that before? No. You liked me? Yeah. Okay. Me and <laughs> you look did you look up to me? Me and Kevin? Yeah. It sounds it sounds like we're done with the pod. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Any 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 other things you guys want to add? Well, i have we talked much about Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden, their performances? I talked about Matthew McFadden. I know I know Jake out. did. I know Jake did. I uh, thought I thought they both did really good. I, I thought Keira Knightley delivered very well. Um like her like sarcastic like stern almost um like character um and i thought i i actually really this time through really liked mr darcy the whole time just because kind of i kind of like at that point knew who he was and so like i had his character in mind going through it and so yeah i really enjoyed it i thought he delivered really well so similar to something Jake said earlier, I felt like that Matthew McFadden, that for the first half of the movie, I thought he was just a bad actor. But then I understood in the back half of the movie that Mr. Darcy's just a bad actor. And that made Matthew McFadden or Faden's performance that much better to me to play a character who is a bad actor. Um, I thought he was terrific. Uh, Kira Knightley from the get-go just so great i mean i thought i liked her even through the 30 minutes where i was like i hate this movie and i only like donald sutherland he's the only like character i can understand so did you think that she was perfect because she just like wasn't quite pretty enough yes okay yeah i figured they was like okay yeah like i get it you're pretty but rosamund pike is way hotter no no i i I like here nightly i'm trying to think (laughs) I'm just Rose, Roseman Pike's very pretty. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, that was what the movie was yeah. trying to put forward. It was, a <laughs> did you like her better in this or in that double Oh seven where she was uh, a double agent? I haven't seen it. I liked her way more in gone girl where she's a sociopath. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do it in season four. Yeah, we might actually, I might, I might make a change. I didn't realize you had not seen gone girl. Yeah. 
haven't seen it. I, I'm on a mission to ruin do as month. many people's lives as possible with uh with Gun Girl. You could do it right. Do mean I take it back, I've seen lives. it. <laughs> it's so bleak. Oh, but it's so good though. I know, but it's so bleak. Like it just makes you like not believe in marriage. I feel it's, like it's one of uh David Fincher's more fun movies. I mean, it's a great film. It's just so bleak. It's the bleakest story I think I've ever seen. I think it fits really well between Paddington and Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thematically similar. I forgot to talk about how when I, how the Paddington debate happened while I was in the middle of watching Kings, Kings of, of New, New York. York. Oh, it's too really? late. It's over. And I think that, that may have kind of ruined my experience. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, I know. I told Tyler. <laughs> I forgot. I was going to say it last episode. I feel like I should get a uh, like another point two points for that. <laughs> I know. I I was trying to just debate it or like end it really quickly. I was just like, I got to pause the movie for this. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I don't have anything else. Scott, do you want to bring this one to a close? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, oh, man, I guess I have to figure out what I'm going to rate this thing. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to give this um, 8.5 um, swans flying away at the perfect time. Jake? Uh, I'm going to give this 7 Orlando Bloom Hitman. Zach? I'm also going to give it 8.5. Um, oh, I lost my metric. 8.5 uh, really cool haircuts that the cousin had. <laughs> he didn't have any business in the front. And the party in the it back was, was lacking. That that mullet slapped. Okay, I liked Jake, it. That mullet slapped. No. Uh, and I'm going to give this 8.8 uh, 8, uh, total misunderstandings. This comes out to an 81%. Um, once again, the other guys gave it an 86%. I mean, we gave it a 7.8. So we're right there in the middle between them. Yeah. I think 81's solid. Where, uh, where did this land in the ranking? It's in the top 50%. It's a uh, number 43 out of 111. Nice. I, I'm, I feel like that fits nicely in our catalog so yeah. far. I'm happy. To, oh, I'm sorry. Does Carla listen to the podcast? Not no. super regularly, but she will probably listen to this episode. I'm happy that we didn't just trash a movie that she loves. Yeah, me too. She'll she'll probably lower how, what she thinks of Jake after <laughs> yeah. this, but besides Naturally. that. She's going to lower what she thinks of me because I didn't like her movie? Yeah. I, oh, I lower what I think of her for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying really hard to sell up front to you guys, not even for Carla, but it, I felt like it was good for Carla too, that I was going to hate this and then love it so much. Yeah. I was uh, surprised by that. That's good. I was surprised. I was like, Oh, uh, when I first came in, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to try to think about how I'm going to defend this a little bit. And then both of you guys loved it. And I was like, great, this is not going to be a difficult <laughs> conversation for me. No, this podcast is only ever difficult conversations for me uh, <laughs> or this season. Me. No, I had to defend some movies. I mean, I did man. defend Open Range three weeks ago. Yeah, you're never alone, ago. though. Yeah, but you two were uh, kind of on the same team for Open Range. No, but like I, I was totally alone for uh, uh, Brad Pitt. No, Scott liked that movie. Which one? <laughs> Legends, Legends of Legends Legends No, of I didn't. Oh, no, really? he didn't. He rated it super okay. low. He, he, like, I was, I was totally alone on that one. Oh no, I was up by you. I was six point five. You were six point nine. Okay. But that's, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Though he spent the whole time trashing on it, though. 
I'll have to re-listen. I was I was alone on that one. For My sure. whole thing with that one was it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I was alone on Ghostbusters. I, <laughs> I, I, I trashed Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was alone on that. All right. Well, next week is a special week because we're going into our annual Spooktober. Yeah, yes. Break out the candy corn, baby. Scott, what? you've already brought it out. It's the spooky season. Yeah, you got the sour candy corn. I'd never had that Oh, before. the one you guys got the, we, the candy yeah, we, down front? Yeah. yeah. We just put that out yesterday. Yeah, well, we Zach, Zach, and, all. I, Zach and I both partook. Yeah, Carla just decorated for fall. Nice. Well, next week, uh, jumping into Spooktober, we have Zach's pick. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're all late bloomers to this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've watched one of the sequels, but I've never watched the original one. I'm really not looking forward to watching it, if I'm honest. We are doing the original one, right? Yes, yeah. The, yeah, 74. And and I don't want to, like, uh, spoil things too much, but I, I'll, I'll give one little piece of information before we get into it. Uh, it's going to be one of our best ROIs ever. Oh, and, yeah. And our best ROI ever was Zach's last Spooktober pick. Uh, it was two ago, wasn't it? Oh, you're talking about oh Halloween, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's one oh. It has a hundred X, and then the our best one was Halloween. It was like two thirteen X. That's still the best one. Yeah. That's still the best one. Wow. Yeah, it was two thirty three point three X. Does it make you more excited to watch it, Jake? Knowing that Peter Jackson loves this movie and it was one of his inspirations. Uh, for Lord of the Rings, I don't know. I think just in his career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not super. It may I have mean, influenced Lord of the Rings a little bit. I also am not super into the Peter Jackson interpretation of the Lord of the Rings, if I'm honest. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, so yeah. I mean, I like it, but it's not going to be like, yeah. Why are you such a Tolkien gatekeeper? <laughs> what? I just Do you didn't... have issues with the Rings of Power, too? I like the Rings. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.